Thanks for tuning again to Organic Matters, and uh, I always hit a few subjects each week. And for this week, I've already done them all, but for this last part of the show, I'm going to talk to you about some myths that I've kind of come across about renewable energy and what they call the grid. And we're going to debunk some stuff that, especially since I that part of my year, right now I'm up in the Virginia area for a while, but my main home is Texas, and I went through that extremely cold weather in Texas last year. And what it did to the, the grid was unbelievable. And then I'll try to tell you what they learned the facts really were. Renewable energy skeptics just argue that because of their variability, wind and solar cannot be the foundation of a dependable electric grid. But the expansion of renewables and the new methods of energy management and storage are, are leading to a grid that is going to be extremely reliable, extremely clean, and extremely environmentally safe. As wind and solar power have become dramatically cheaper and their share of electricity regeneration grows, skeptics of these technologies are propagating several myths about the renewable energy and electrical grid. The myths boil down to this. Relying on renewable sources of energy will make the electricity supply less dependable. Just not true, folks. Last summer, some commentators argued that the blackouts in California were due to the intermittency of renewable energy sources, when in fact, the chief causes were actually a combination of an extreme heat wave, probably induced by our climate change we're going through, faulty planning and the lack of flexible generation sources, and sufficient energy storage. During a brutal Texas cold snap, the one I mentioned earlier this past winter, I was there, Governor Greg Abbott wrongly, completely wrongly, as he does, blamed wind and solar power for the state's massive grid failure, which was vastly larger than California's. But in fact, renewables far outperformed the grid operator's forecast during the 90% of the blackout, and in the rest fell short only by about one-fifteenth as much, one-fifteenth now, as much as the gas plants did. Instead, other causes, such as the inadequately weatherized power plants, which was the biggest cause in my estimation, and the natural gas shutting down. Why? Because believe it or not, folks, it was so cold that the equipment itself froze. Led to most of the state's electricity shortages. So indeed, exactly the opposite of, uh, I call him wrong Abbott. His name's Greg Abbott, but he's never right. Uh, what, he, what he said was totally exact opposite of what the facts were. In Europe, the usual target is Germany, in part because of its, translated to English for you, energy transformation policies shifting from fossil fuels and nuclear energy to efficient use and renewables. The newly elected German government plans to accelerate the former and complete the latter, but some critics have warned that Germany is running up against the limit of renewables. But when in reality it's shown that it's entirely possible to sustain a truly reliable electric system based on renewable sources, plus of course a combination of other means including improved methods of energy management and storage. A clearer understanding of how to dependably manage electricity supply is vital because climate threats require 
a rapid shift to renewable sources like solar and wind power. This transition has been sped up by plummeting cost. Bloomberg New Energy Finance Corporation estimates that solar and wind are the cheapest source for over 90% of the world's electricity right now, today. But it is being held back by misinformation and myths and, of course, the dollars and power of the petroleum and gas companies that don't want to lose their hold on the market. Let's do kind of a, a little talk on myth number one that I came up with. A grid that increasingly relies on renewable energy is an unreliable grid. If you go by the cliche, which they use, in God we trust all others, please bring your data, It's worth looking at the statistics on grid reliabilities in countries where high levels of renewables are already in play. The indicator most often used to describe grid reliability is the average power outage duration experienced by each customer in a given year. A metric known by, um, try to do this, it's kind of a tongue tire, (laughs) System Average Interruption Duration Index, SADI. Not going to do that again either. Believe me, it's a name. Based on that particular system, Germany, where renewable supplies half of the country's electricity, boasts a grid that is one of the most reliable in the European continent and in the world for that matter. In 2020, SADI was just 0.25 hours, one quarter of one hour in Germany. That's how long they were out. Only Liechtenstein was up to 0.8. And Finland and Switzerland were just um, 0.2 hours. Did better than all of Europe. Where 2020 electricity generation was 38% of renewables, ahead of the world's 29% average, countries like France and Sweden, both far more reliant And unfortunately, their reliance is more on nuclear power, and they did far worse than those countries that were relying on green energy. To kind of put it in perspective, listen to this. The United States, where we are, and and here, incidentally, renewable energy and nuclear power both provide about 20% each of our electrical needs. However, the United States had, listen to this, five times more outage rates than the country of Germany. We were up to 1.28 hours, five times as much as they did in the year 2020. Since 2006, Germany's renewable share of electric generation has nearly quadrupled, while its power outage rate has cut by more than half. Similarly, the Texas grid became more stable as its wind capacity sextupled from 2007 to 2020. Today, Texas generates more wind power, about a fifth of its total electricity for the whole state than any other state in the United States. Texas is doing well. And myth number two is stated this way. Countries like Germany must continue to rely on fossil fuels to stabilize the grid and back up variable wind and solar power. When again, the facts are, the official data say otherwise. Between 2010, the year before the uh, nuclear accident in Japan, and 2020, German's generation from fossil fuels declined by 130.9 terawatt hours. I don't even know how to tell you what that is. And nuclear generation declined by 76.3 terawatt hours. 
These were more than offset by increased generation from renewables, about 150 terawatt hours, and energy savings that decreased consumption by over 38 terawatt hours just in the year 2019. That was before the pandemic cut economic activity, too. By 2020, Germany's greenhouse gas emissions had declined by 43% below its 1990 levels. They're going the right direction, beating the target of 40% set back in 2007. Emissions of carbon dioxide from just the power sector declined from 315 million tons in 2010 down to 185 million tons. In the last year it got registered was just last year, 2020. So kind of in plain English, as the percentage of electricity generated by renewables in Germany steadily grew, its grid reliability improved, and its coal burning and greenhouse gas emissions substantially decreased. Let's just take a quick look at the final myth that everybody seems to, to want to talk about. The myth is because solar and wind energy can be generated only when the sun is shining or the wind is blowing. They cannot be the basis of a grid that has to provide electricity 24-7 year-round. However, the facts. While variable output is a challenge, it is neither new nor especially hard to manage. No kind of power that we've ever used, a power plant of any kind, runs 24-7, 365 days a year, period. And operating a grid always involves managing the variability of demand at all times on that grid. Even with no solar and wind power, which incidentally tend to work dependably at different times and seasons, making shortfalls less likely. One seems to always fill in for the other. All electricity supplies do vary. Seasonal variation in water availability and increasingly drought reduces electricity output from all of our largest hydroelectric dams. Nuclear power must be shut down for refueling or maintenance, and big fossil and nuclear plants are typically out of action at least 7 to 12% of the time, many times much more than that. A coal plant's fuel supply might be interrupted by the derailment of a train or the failure of a bridge. None of it is 100% folks dependable. A nuclear Power plant or fleet management unexpectedly has shutdowns for safety reasons far more often than other systems, as was Japan's biggest plant from 2007-2009. Every French nuclear plant was on average shut down at least 96 days in the year 2019 due to forced unavailability and that rose to over 115 days when the French nuclear plants generated less than 65% of the electricity they needed. Folks, really, many less expensive and carbon-free ways exist to deal with variable renewables besides giant batteries already. And there's more and more technology coming down the road, much of it already proven, we just have to get it online, That is that is even more dependable and much less costly than the current systems. So we're just in the beginning of what's going to be what we call renewable energies without the use of fossil fuels. I guess to end it, let me just say it this way. The bottom line is simple. Electrical grids can deal with much larger fractions of renewable energy at zero or modest cost, and 
This has been known for quite a while. Some European countries with little or no hydropower already get over half to three-quarters of their electricity from renewables with grid reliability better than here in the United States by far. It's time to get past the myths. We have the technology already. We're learning faster than ever new technologies and, and for reasons that are usually economical. I've used this for the 30 years or at least 22 years I've been on the radio. If you want to know what's going on, right or wrong, follow the money. And that's what it's all about. As long as the Exxons and the Shells and the giant corporation can make money sucking oil out of the ground and they have not made themselves aware of or availed themselves of the knowledge and the ability to do green energy, they're going to just control what's going on. They basically right now are in charge of our government as far as what we're going to do and the way we're going to get our sources of energy. It's time to end that. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matters.